Tequila and winning helped the Dodgers come together in 2023. Mariners and Jerry Depoto uh, have a different way of thinking about how you should approach building a team, and we'll talk about it. And there was four baseball games yesterday, one that the Dodgers have a particular eye on, which means we have a particular eye on it. So we'll get into all that and more. Let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us every fine podcast and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. If you want to become an everydayer, it's very easy. All you have to do is listen or watch every day or as close to it as you can. And we're in October, so why not start listening every day if you haven't already done so? If this is your first time listening or watching, you are now a future everydayer. And my name is Vince Samperio, joined by my co-host Jeff Snyder, and we are both lifelong Dodger fans. We've covered the team. We've watched a lot of Dodger baseball. We watch a lot of Dodger baseball currently. And we're here to bring you what we believe is knowledgeable and rational thoughts, at least through September, rational for for one of us, uh, about the Dodgers. And we're going to do a little bit of that today. More so looking back at the Dodgers season uh, in an article from The Athletic and then looking at uh, why we're glad a little bit that we're not Mariners fans today and why we watched a lot of baseball uh, and specifically one game uh, for the Dodgers. That's what we're going to get into today. Jeff, you got anything before we get into all that? Yeah, I kind of look forward to October because like throughout the year, you and I, we agree on a lot of stuff and it's not necessarily by design, uh, but we don't believe in you know, hot takes or disagreeing just for the sake of disagreeing. And we see a lot of things the same. Uh, but like you, like you hinted at, uh, come October, uh, admittedly, you're a little bit less rational than me. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't say we disagree a bunch in October, but, uh, you, if, if you want to see two podcasts, podcast co-hosts, uh, not seeing exactly eye to eye on things, uh, on locked on Dodgers, October is probably your best bet. Yeah. Uh, or at least leading into October. Then once we get into it, uh, you know, if the hitting doesn't hit, I'd just be like, well, I knew the hitting wasn't going to hit. <laughs> and if but, it does, then you'll just pretend you, you were never worried. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll give them props. Uh, but, yeah, so what we're going to talk about first is an article in Athletic from Fabian Ardaya, and it says how the Dodgers embrace joy and tequila as a winning ritual. And it talked about Miguel Rojas. Uh, we know he spoke up af- at one point after the Royal Series early in the season, and it added a little bit more perspective on exactly what was it, what happened there. And basically, you know, he thought the Dodgers were still thinking about the Padres series from the season past after winning 111 games during the regular season. And he said that kind of bothered guys a lot, not being able to move on from that series. Uh, so he spoke up about it and he talked to some of the veterans on the team and basically said, you know, they paid lip service to the idea of winning each game, but why not add some stakes? Uh, David Peralta also added, uh, you know, his thoughts and, and things on there. And what kind of came from it was a ritual 
of winning each series. And the deal was to win a series, the group celebrates. Players would elect select the series MVP, then reflect on what went right while acknowledging what they did not accomplish this time. And they would take a shot of tequila together and take a picture. And, uh, you know, they have all those pictures from all the series wins the rest of the way. Max Muncy chimed in, time out. You know, they've been, we he said, we've been such a boring team in the past. It's all been all about winning. We expect to do that, so we just wouldn't celebrate it. Chris Taylor added, being on this team, we've been on a lot of winning teams. It's easy to take it for granted. So, you know, it seems that Miguel Rojas and, and Dave Peralta obviously coming from a point of not being on a lot of winning teams, or at least not to the winning to the extent that the Dodgers have done, uh, brought that perspective and, uh, you know, brought a little bit of, of what we bring in the rational sense of, Hey, enjoy the regular season. Yeah. And, and you do need that because for guys like Kershaw and Taylor and, you know, like, I mean, we, we, we were talking on Twitter the other day, Cody Bellinger missed the playoffs this year for the first time in his career. Uh, and so like, I think Cody Bellinger next year will probably appreciate winning more. You know, it's something that uh, you shouldn't have to miss the playoffs to appreciate being on a really good team. And that's kind of what uh, what Rojas and Peralta and Hayward probably, you know, some of these veterans who have been through some hard times. You know, Hayward obviously has been to the top. He's won a World Series. He's been on some good teams, but he's also been on some less than good teams. And he he's struggled himself. Rojas has, uh, this is only his second time, I, I third time, I guess, they made the postseason in 2020. Uh, but it's their, only his second time ever winning a division. Uh, the last time was his rookie year with the Dodgers. You know, uh, Peralta is never, I guess, was he on the Rays at the end of last year? I know yeah. he the Rays at some point. So he's had a, a little bit of success, but but really, you know, they, they needed that perspective. And it's good to be able to get that from the veteran leadership and not have to actually have a disaster like, like a bad season to kick you into gear. They were able to do it after a bad stretch. You know, they, they lost – that, that Royals series, like you mentioned, I think, who was it right before the Royals? I, I feel like that was a bad road trip. And yeah, um, Cardinals, maybe. Anyway, whoever it was, it was it was a rough road trip, and they were able to uh, basically. That was a microcosm of a bad season. Hey, let's let's. This was our bad season. It lasted six games, and now let's let's be awesome and and appreciate it more. And uh, we got to see that after they did clinch the division, they. Before they did the champagne bottle popping, they did their tequila toast. And uh, Jason Hayward got the player of the series that time. The series wasn't even over, but they had already won the series. And so uh, we kind of got a glimpse into that. Uh, and, yeah, it, it's uh, it's what veteran leadership brings you. And that's why even when Peralta and Rojas I – mean, Peralta and Rojas both offensively didn't do much this year um, – Rojas was very good defensively. Peralta was better than expected defensively, but they weren't huge contributors on the field, uh, just solid. But off the field, I mean, there's a lot of value in that, and and it's something that uh, maybe gets overlooked sometimes. Yeah, and, and it's one of those where maybe Peralta was expected to be a little bit more offensively. Um, he he was good for a while there, like a couple months stretch, uh, you know, sandwiched in between some not-as-great months. You know, Rojas was expected to be a utility guy, just come play defense, ended up having to take on a bigger role. You know, got it going offensively a little bit toward the end. But like I said, it, it doesn't necessarily matter. And it's kind of how this October is going to be where they don't need these guys to be world beaters, all-star. Like, they don't need them to do that. That will obviously be ideal. Like, if one of them can go into Eddie Rosario mode, that would be, you know, very ideal. But 
they just need to contribute around the main guys. You know, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie, Jaden Martinez. Those guys need to do their job. These guys contribute around it. But that winning every series, you know, obviously it extended into September. Where And even though the Dodgers essentially had the division wrapped up going into September, you know, it was similar to what it was last year. But last year they were probably literally just going through the motions to get through the end of the month. They were still winning games, but that's just because they were, you know, a lot better than most of the teams they were playing. Whereas this one, they're playing for something. You know, I don't know if they kept the tally of who won most, you know, series MVPs or, you know, whatever the case or. You know, oh, we want to try the new tequila. Like, we bought a new bottle of tequila. We want to try it, so we need to win the series in order for us to try it. Like, you add it, – it sounds dumb, but, you know, you kind of need that, I would imagine, that to get through 162-game season, especially when you're not fighting for, you know, the division all the way through. And you need these little, you know, motivations and incentives to kind of get through. And, you know, like I said, I don't know if it's going to help. We, we won't know that for sure. And even if they do win, it's not a guarantee that this is what helped. Uh, but at the very least, it's a different way of trying. And, and I like celebrating the wins in the regular season. I like, you know, the Freddie dance came about halfway through the season. You know, last year they kind of adopted the, the on top of the head knock by Trey Turner and it kind of just stuck. And it was cool. But, you know, seeing the Freddie dance is funny because everyone has a different version of it because everyone moves different parts of their body when it gets involved. So it, it, it's it's good to have this perspective. And then they've got guys obviously at the midway point that kind of helped keep pushing that forward. Yeah, do you think the fact that I don't drink is the reason I'm not on this year's Dodger team? That's one reason. One reason, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll start the list <laughs> with that one and uh, see what else we can add to the list. Yeah, we can just move on from there, you know, keep adding. Uh, but, yeah, so now we're going to talk about a different thought inside of winning that uh, Mariners' Jerry Depoto had. Probably not ideal for a Mariner fan, definitely Something to discuss as baseball fans. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, if you're a new customer, you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. All you got to do is put a $5 bet and you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Win or lose. You just put the bet down. That $5 bet could lose. You're still going to get $200 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. It's easy to use app. You can, you know, build out a lot of different ways to play some wagers on NFL. There's other sports, but, you know, NFL is a big one. There's spreads, player props, over-unders, more. You know, you can bet on how many times a guy is going to score, if he's going to score more or less. You can bet on, you know, how, mu how much a team is going to win by, things of that nature. So go check it all out on the FanDuel app. Download it right now and visit FanDuel.com slash on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. If we're not your first listen of the day, go ahead and make us your first listen of the day. Um, and if you're not an everydayer, go ahead and start listening every day. And now, boom, you're an everydayer. Remember, SiriusXM or the SXM app is here for you. If you can't watch any Dodger games, you can listen to the home broadcast with SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is search Dodgers. All right, Jeff. So, uh, you know, Mariners finished one game out of a playoff spot. They've they've made it to, I think I was listening to our pals at Locked On Mariners. I think like four of the last 10 seasons or something like that for the Mariners 
have come down to game 161 or 162 uh, with them making the playoffs only one of those times. And Jerry DePoto, who is their president of baseball operations, spoke to the media and, you know, kind of talked about what they have, you know, Cal Raleigh and some of the players on the Mariners had expressed their disappointment in ownership, not spending, uh, you know, they feel like they were this close and they didn't go for it at the deadline. They didn't, you know, go for it in, in other areas, you know, maybe free agency coming into the season and uh, didn't necessarily work out for them. So they're talking about that. Jerry DePoto, uh, his main point that he was trying to make was that they're not building to win a World Series per se in a specific year. They're building to win 54% of the games because winning 54% of the games will get you likely into a postseason spot. And from there, you have a chance to win the World Series. Um, a, 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 that's very, very vague of what he said. I know, Jeff, you probably watched it and understood it a little bit and can deliver a little, deliver more, a little bit more nuance than that. Yeah, he, what he's saying is the goal is to win 54% of your games over a 10-year span um, because that that's an 88-win pace, but it's not going to be 88 wins every year. So he's saying if – over a 10-year 10 10 year span, you win 54% of your games. Some of those years, you're going to win 96 games. And some of them, you're going to win 82. You know, um, And so there's going to be up years and down years. But if you build that consistency over the, over the decade, that when you do have that 96-win team, you know, and occasionally a 93-win team, you're going to make the postseason. You know, if you average 88 wins a year for 10 years, you're probably going to make the postseason six or seven times in there. And, you know, and basically, and he, he never even did mention winning the world series. Uh, well, I mean, eventually at the end he did, but he talked about getting to the world series uh, and, and that, you know, kind of underscores a point you and I've made a lot. You know, I think Tommy Lasorda was the one who said the best thing you can do is, in baseball is win the world series. And the second best thing you can do is lose the world series. And that's something that's easy for us as Dodger fans to lose sight of, as, you know, I don't think you could have convinced any of us after 2018 that losing the world series is the second best thing you could do. Cause it feels like the worst thing in the world. Uh, but the Dodgers did play longer than every team except one, those two years. Uh, and then eventually they did win the whole thing in 2020. Um, but you know, the, I think everything that Jerry DePoto says makes sense and is probably right. But for me, it really underscored how lucky we are, how spoiled we are as Dodger fans. And some of it is the big market, the the money, you know, but the Mariners, Seattle's a big market. Uh, the the Mariners have a great stadium. They they sell a lot of tickets. You know, they, they're not going to have the money that the Dodgers have, but uh, the Dodgers don't just win by spending a lot of money. Uh, you know, it's definitely an advantage for sure. But uh, when, when he talked about 54% uh, over – over a 10 year span, I pulled up the Dodgers last 11 years. This is their 11th straight year making the postseason. And in those 11 years, the Dodgers have won 1,031 games and they've lost 650 games. That is a winning percentage of 613. They're winning more than 61% of their games over an 11 year span. Their worst season was 2016 when they went 91 and 71. So their worst year was three games better than the average that Jerry DePoto is shooting for. And like, for, for me, what I, I think there are some things that general managers shouldn't say out loud. 
that management ownership, like uh, we, we've talked before probably how Stan Caston shouldn't be allowed near a microphone because he doesn't know the right words to say that don't come across as a, a rich man telling people how to feel about their, their favorite baseball team. That that's what happens every time Stan Caston talks. That's kind of the same feeling with Jerry DePoto when he actually said, we're actually doing the fan base a favor in asking for their patience to win the world series while we continue to build a sustainably good roster. The phrase we're actually doing the fan base a favor is should never come out of a general manager's mouth, a general manager in the case of the, even if that's entirely what Jerry DePoto really believes and feels the words he says out loud should be, we thought we had a championship caliber team. We're going to do everything we can this off season to fill in the holes. We, we learned a lot this year and we're going to come back stronger next year. And instead of falling out in the last day, we're going to try to win a championship next year. That should be the line every year uh, because that's fans don't need to hear you say, I'm actually doing you a favor. You know, you're probably not smart enough to understand this, but if you were smart as me, you'd understand what I'm doing and it would make sense to you, but you're too much of a dummy and you like your Mariners too much. And now you're just sad about not making the playoffs. I, I don't think Jerry DePoto actually does a bad Nicholas Cage impression like that, but that's how it ended up coming out. So, yeah. And it does look like a Pinterest fail Tom Brady though. I noticed on the video. Yeah. So again, it's, the sustainable winner is the ideal for anybody in front in the front office. You know, the Dodgers have been able to do that. Obviously, it helps that they're able to, you know, trade for guys like Mookie Betts and keep them around. Um, you know, sign guys like Freddie Freeman when they're available. But they've also this year wouldn't have happened without all these scouting no, and, Peralta yeah. and Hayward, the guys we're talking yeah. about scouting development. Yeah. And, and not just from that front free agency front, but also from, you know, all the rookies that came up and pitched innings for the Dodgers and, you know, gave them contributions and all these other, you know, little trades, you know, the, the trading Dylan Floro for Alex Vesia and who, Kyle Hurt or who else? Kyle Hurt there? and Alex yeah, Vesia. Yeah. yeah. Like that's at the moment, you're like, why did we trade one of our good relievers for a guy that, hasn't really pitched or hasn't pitched in the majors. I don't think to that point. Um, he briefly did in 2020. Yeah, so, but it worked out because it, you know, scouting development, and everything else. And that's what I think the other part of the money comes down to. Not that I don't know how the Mariners spend their money. And I don't know how most teams spend their money, but I can say for sure, like with the angels, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about the angels recently. Uh, some of my friends are angel fans and, you know, Artie Moreno and all that stuff. And like, you know, he's Artie Moreno spends money. He's, he's put out, he shelled out money for big contracts, but it doesn't matter because the foundation isn't there. They don't spend on scouting or they don't spend on development or, you know, whatever. They don't do all this other stuff that the Dodgers do that can keep the motor running, you know, underneath it, the foundations there. They can fill in cheap, you know, controllable contracts every other year. It seems to have a, a top 10 farm system, but, and then they can sign Mookie Betts and they can sign Freddie Freeman and they can, you know, trade for whoever and, and they can make deals at the deadline for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner and give away two top prospects and not essentially really be hurt from it. So yeah. it's a lot that leads into it. Obviously, you know, the Mariners are in it. And like I said, Depoto probably shouldn't have just said all that. He just should have said what you said. And even though this is the goal to be sustainable and winning, like if they had traded the farm again for another arm or another bat, like they did last year for Luis Castillo, you know, then they don't make the playoffs still. 
And then, you know, now you're down, you know, you're in a spot like the Padres a little bit where you, you know, your farm system has two top tier guys, not much behind that. You don't know what you're going to get from the rest of the guys on your team. And now you're kind of in a weird spot. Yeah. And DePoto made a good point talking about how you don't want to be in a position where you're so desperate to win a world series that you go all in on one season and it hurts you in future seasons. And that's what we saw, you know, we've seen that with a lot of different teams over the years. Uh, And the Dodgers don't make those moves. You know, they didn't give Bryce Harper the, the $800 zillion that he wanted. They, you know, and that meant that they had a spot available when Mookie Betts became available. They didn't go after, you know, the, there's such a long list of free agents the Dodgers didn't sign because they wanted to build a sustainable winner. And I, I think the main moral of this is that Andrew Friedman is better at his job than Jerry DePoto is. Yeah. And probably most people. So, yeah. All right. Yesterday there was four baseball games. They were all baseball playoff MLB playoff games. So we'll talk about them with our focus on the Brewers and D-backs because that's who the Dodgers are going to play. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are here to make you look good. What are Bird Dogs? Well, they're shorts and uh, they got some pants there. But if you're a California, if you're an L.A. Dodge fan or a Dodge fan from L.A., you're probably in shorts a lot of the time. So Bird Dogs got the shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. So not only are you going to look good in that sense, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. And you know that uh, you know a lot of people love their Lululemon. They fit way better than regular shorts because they are not made of stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs even fixed this issue by inventing their own fabric, cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice the movement. And on top of that, they just add in some anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So there's all those reasons to go get you some Bird Dogs. So go do it right now. And you can also wear them pretty much anytime, golfing, dating, evening out pool, workout, lounging, work, whatever it is, Bird Dogs can help you out. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and enter the promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. To become an everydayer for Locked On Dodgers, all you have to do is listen every day. So please go do that. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. Subscribe, and boom, you'll be directed and notified when you have a new episode, or they'll automatically be downloaded, however you have it set up. SiriusXM or the SXM app uh, is there for you when you can't watch the game but you want to listen. They have the home broadcast for any Dodger game. All you got to do is search Dodgers on SiriusXM or the SXM app. All right, Jeff, so there was four games yesterday, as I mentioned. Two of the home teams won, two of the home teams lost. The Rangers beat the Rays. The Twins beat the Blue Jays. The Diamondbacks beat the Brewers, and the Phillies beat the Marlins. We obviously have a vested interest in the D-backs Brewers, so we're going to talk about that one extensively. Uh, But are anything else from the other games that maybe stood out to you or you wanted to talk about? Yeah, the biggest news is the Twins winning a playoff game. Uh, the last time the Twins won a playoff game was October 5th, 2004. Uh, my wife was eight months pregnant with our first child at the time. Uh, that child is in college now. So that's how long it had been. Uh, my wife and I had been married for just over a year. And uh, we just had our 20th anniversary. So it's been a, it's been a while. Uh, 
you know, you look at the names, Johan Santana got the win. Mike Mussina got the loss. Joe Nathan got the save last time the twins won a playoff game. So congratulations to them. Everything else, you know, the Phillies beating the Marlins that uh, seems like a foregone conclusion in that series, especially with the Marlins missing some of their pitching strength. And uh, what's the other? Oh, the Blue Jays and twins. Uh, no, the uh, Rangers race Rangers race. That's right. That one was, that was a good game. That was uh the, the Rays played uncharacteristically bad defense. They made, I think, four errors. It was – and other misplays, too. There was not just the errors. There were there was one ground ball to second base that the second baseman just lobbed the throw over, and the guy beat it out, so not an error. But there was a play that Jose Siri probably should have made in center field. Instead, it was a double for Corey Seager. I, I've heard that Jose Siri is a good, a good defensive center fielder. Uh, he must know when I'm watching because he sure is bad when I watch. I don't think I've watched more than yesterday, at least this season, but he was pretty bad yesterday. But, yeah, it was, uh, like I said, nothing stood out too much. And and the one thing that stood out to me as someone who works in baseball is that only one of the games, I believe, went over three hours. So the pitch clock is working uh, still here in the postseason because for – Game that starts at five last year, I'd have been working, you know, probably till right now as we're recording, maybe possibly depending on how the game went. And uh, it's been done for a little while now. So uh, pitch clock working there. But yeah, so D-backs beat the Brewers. Corbin Burns was knocked out in the fifth inning. The Diamondbacks hit three home runs off him. It was, that was the longest game of the day, actually. It was around three and a half hours. And that's because there was a lot of pitches thrown, a lot of pitchers used. There was multiple times when both teams had multiple guys on base with less than two outs and weren't able to score. And it was like, man, how do you get out of that? How do you get out of that? Evan Longoria turned back the clock and was playing defense like he was back in the with, in his raised days. And when it came down to it, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks' main players got it done. Corbin Carroll hit a home run. Ketel Marte hit a home run. Gabriel Moreno hit a home run. And then Christian Walker had a big two out double there for some late insurance runs in the top of the ninth. And, uh, you know, I, as I talked about, we've talked about the Diamondbacks scare us for those types of players like Corbin Carroll and Christian Walker are the guys that are like, ah, I don't want to, I want to face them in October, but again, that's how the game went. And, uh, now the, the D backs have their ace on the mound for game two and Zach Gallen Brewers are sending out Freddie Peralta. Who's not by any means a bad pitcher. Uh, but as I talked about on yesterday's show a little bit, Brandon Woodruff is out. So if it does go to a game three, the uh, Brewers are going to have Wade Miley on the mound. So. Yeah, it's uh, this is a game that the Brewers probably marked as a must win for this series. Corbin Burns against Brandon Fought. That is advantage Brewers, and and it looked like it was going to go that way. The Brewers were up 3 nothing, but uh, it, it didn't work out for them. And so uh, I, I found myself, as I was watching the game, I – I couldn't decide who I wanted to win. And usually in that case, I'll be watching and I'll just find myself rooting for one team or the other. But I found myself just rooting for whoever was up at the time. Uh, I was just, okay, let, you know, go Brewers. Oh, go D-backs. And uh, I do know that I'm definitely rooting for the Brewers today because the most important thing is that this series goes three games uh, and that everybody gets tired. And uh, yeah, so uh Go Brewers, take it to the third game, and then anything can happen. You know, game three, the the big hope there is uh, 20, 29 innings. Uh, so Brewers win game two and then 29 innings in game three, and I don't really care who wins. Yeah, and I think the interesting part and, you know, kind of what we've talked about a lot with, 
you know, oh, how are the Dodgers going to win? They don't have the pitching, blah, blah, blah. This game was Corbin Burns versus Brandon Fott, and Brandon Fott didn't get out of the fourth inning. And guess what? The Diamondbacks still won. Obviously, their bullpen came in and was very good over the rest of the game. They actually, you know, a little bit of luck as you need in October. Uh, Tyrone Taylor, who had hit home run earlier in the game, hit absolute shot with bases loaded and one out, and it ended up uh, Evan Longoria made a nice play on it and ended up you know, turning a double play. So there's different ways to win playoff games, and when matchups aren't in your favor, that doesn't mean the game is over because, as you mentioned, this game, Corbin Burns versus Brandon Fat. You know, and with the Brewers being the better team and having home field advantage and blah, 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 and everything else. And it still went the way of the Diamondbacks. So October is a different animal, different beast, and there's different ways to win games. And for me, I still think, you know, obviously the pitching is going to be important. But for me, it's more important for the offense to be able to score some runs and get that pitching comfortable. Uh, because, you know, every team that won today or yesterday scored more runs than the other team. Yeah. That's that's the main key to winning. Uh, and this is in a short series like this where, you know, at most you need three starters and then you can reset your roster. You can go in with 10 relievers, including some who were starters during the regular season. And so uh, the, the D-backs used seven pitchers, uh, but that means that they still have three guys uh, who didn't pitch and aren't starters, you know, three more relievers who didn't pitch. And Kevin Ginkle is probably the only one, I guess, uh, maybe Ryan Thompson too. Uh, Ginkle and Thompson both threw mid-20s pitches. Everybody else is probably available again uh, in, in game two, and they'll go for the juggler if they have a chance. You know, they, they do everything you can to win game two and end the series, and then they get two days off before they have to face the Dodgers. But, uh, you know, hopefully the Brewers' offense can show up. Zach Gallon's tough, but uh, – you know, if anything, the Brewers just saw Corbin Burns get beat, and so they can know, hey, good pitchers can lose in the playoffs. So let's uh, let's do that to Zach Gallon now. Yeah, exactly. So all four or all eight teams will run it back today. They will, you know, potential that there could be no games on Thursday. Could be four games on Thursday. We'll just have to see how those series go. The Dodgers will also be working out, uh, having a little bit of a. I'm assuming this is oh this is the one they're letting fans go to. So they're going to have a workout, simulated game, whatever it is. Uh, Mito will be there, so I'll be there. So we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, we'll have a little bit more to talk about, hopefully, if whatever guys have to say or whatever Robert has to say about how they're thinking about this series coming up. And uh, I think by the time the workout's over, they may know who they're playing, uh, potentially, depending how fast that game goes. So. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, so that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day. Apologies to our listeners on the East Coast. Sometimes I record a little bit later uh, than expected and end up being maybe a little bit past your first listen time in the morning. But uh, today's episode is definitely going to be ready for you uh, for your first listen. So go check it out. Locked on Dodgers, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Remember to become an everyday or by listening every day. Tell your friends, tell your family. We're in October. The Dodgers are in the playoffs and there's no better time to start listening and talking about the Dodgers. You can also find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's 91. You can DM us for any questions, comments, or concerns. You can also send those via email locked on Dodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-LOCK. We're here every weekday morning and we hope you'll be here with us when you get in your car. If you're at home, text my device by podcast locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.